Hello and welcome to Girls Gone Canon or Girl Gone Canon. Sam's one of the girls, but uh, with another girl. I'm one of your hosts, Chloe, and we're back with Unleash the D, our primer series for House of the Dragon, the hottest of D's featuring my good friend, Ara. Hey, everybody. I'm excited to be here. I'm finally at Chloe's house. They let me in. They welcomed me. Love it. I'm, I feel like at Ara home. Ara and I were together at her house, you know, doing Euphoria streams. And by at her house, I mean she sent me a link and said, log on and do the stream, bitch. And tonight I sent her the link and said, log on and record, bitch. Yes. So and now we're here. Finally. Come on in. Get comfy. You know, we've got drinks. We've got uh, hot D's. Wait, 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 wait. If you don't know Ara, you should. You absolutely should. As I mentioned, Ara had me on for Euphoria Season 2, which was a wild roller coaster of a ride. She's had us on with all of Dire Wolf City before uh, for some very fun live streams about, actually about Fire and Blood, about hot, hot D. And also has a podcast called Preposterous AF. Yes, we are. Don't worry, guys. We are coming back. We are coming back. I know you guys have been asking for us. Don't worry. It's coming soon. I don't have a date. I wish I had a date. Just be on the lookout. But if you follow me on, like, the socials and stuff at IET Brown, like, everything, you'll see the announcements when they're made. Yeah. The last episode, I think I listened to, right, it was – um Back in February, you guys did an episode on the doll collector, right? The spoon lady. Yes. Oh, Anatoly. I always call him Anatoly Mouskovitz, like Fievel, and that's not his last name. It's like <laughs> Muscovitz. It's His first name is Anatoly. It, it, I, I should have had this ready to go, but like it's not Mouskovitz, guys. But <laughs> you, can, you can learn more. <laughs> he collected dolls, right? Is that... If by dolls you mean humans... And like dolls mm. at the same time, then yes, mm. it was a very disturbing case Thanks. that Mandy decided to give me nightmares of. So oh, oh, I don't do a lot of the true crime stuff. My mom used to love it when I was a kid. Like I remember watching those scary ass, you know, documentaries that go on for ten episodes, telling you, "Well, who did it? Who did it?" And finally, you get there, and you're like, "Of course." It was the domestic abusing husband that murdered her in the end that we watched for 10 episodes unravel this or, you know, crazier shit. Who you knows? know, Colonel Mustard, the neighbor, like Colonel Mustard in the dining room with the candlestick. Like, we dive into they it. They really know how to blow it out for 10 episodes, though, and you guys do it a lot quicker, which I like. <laughs> yeah, usually like our episodes, like hour, hour and a half, give or take. But yeah, you guys can check out our previous episodes on wherever you get your podcast at preposterous af yes we will have some links below in the intro and truly i'm excited for the return of dire Wolf city this summer because it is the summer for dragons you might have to change your name to dragon no that doesn't work dragon mm-hmm. city i don't know i mean all the merch could stay the same you know like dc yeah uh just cross the w out you know We'll, we'll workshop it. We'll workshop it. <laughs> Dragon City. I don't know. Well, we're we're big fans of Craig and Stark over there, so we might have to keep our direwolves like blasted for everyone to see. Pipe for the uh, hour of the wolf when he shows it up at the end. I think we're gonna get him in the front, though. I definitely think we're gonna get him in season one. Not like a large role, but like very minor, 
very minor, maybe an episode or two, quick blinking you miss it, or just a name drop maybe. Because we did see mm-hmm. in the trailer we got his father. Yeah. So. And we are going to go to Winterfell maybe. Maybe not this season. Maybe that will be season two that we go north and uh, a little maybe secret marriage happens there. But I think we might even see him. I think there's going to be a tourney or something in season one. We've seen some production shots out there of that. Yeah. So maybe there too. Maybe we'll see him there. A Stark and a tourney. Ooh. I haven't seen that one before. <laughs> I guess Sarah Snow does feel like the repeat, right, of a little like Rhaegar Lyanna action for Sarah Snow and Jace. Jace, right? It's Jacaris. Yeah, I was trying to like put them in order in my like in my mind. I'm like, I know it's not Joffrey because he's the baby, and I'm like, Luke is definitely I think the second one. Yup. Oh, but Jace. Yup, the Prince of Dragonstone. I actually am very excited to see. See another take on Winterfell, right? Like, see yeah. another version with what Ryan Condal's vision is and everyone that's working with him on it. And I- I'm interested to see if Sarah Snow actually even gets adapted because Gildane and Fire and Blood straight up dismisses the tale and questions whether Sarah ever even existed. So I, I find that interesting. Like, what if we, what are we going to see if we go to Winterfell if it's not that? Yeah, that'd be a really good take on it. And like, oh, are we going to see the clutch of eggs that were possibly hidden down there? Yes. I'm, I guess my biggest thing with Fire and Blood that I'm excited to see, not Fire and Blood, I'm sorry, House of the Dragon that I'm excited to see is <laughs> which perspectives in Fire and Blood were the most accurate? Yeah, what do you think is going to get Mushroom. canonized? <laughs> Mushroom. I mean, yeah, Mushroom for sure. We were talking about how uh, I mean, the big one I think is going to happen is we're going to learn Viserys actually burned Hall down and lit it up because of the Strongs. I think oh. it was him that did it. I believe Mushroom's perspective on that. But then you have stuff like Sarah Snow. Um, what What is your big, what canon moment are you looking forward to? Something that we don't really know the answer to. Mm, I was going to say that you kind of got me on that Hall one because that's kind of one of them is like who's responsible. But it's going to be obviously like further down the line in the show is... Who actually killed Aegon? Mm-hmm. Like, how did he really die? Because I, like, I have thoughts. I think he, I definitely think he was poisoned. But it's like, who poisoned him? Because there's so many contenders for it. Yeah, that's very true. Like, I mean, he didn't have a lot of friends. That's gonna be like a big ass murder mystery. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't have a lot of friends, especially when he died. At the end of the war, he's doing not shit. All he's doing is, like, fucking off and thinking about how he might marry Lady Cassandra Baratheon. Then it all kind of goes to shit. He's also in a lot of pain, right? Yeah. Because he was pretty badly injured. And he's, like, a super, like, drugged up on, like, Milk of the Poppy. And he's, like, drinking a lot. And he's, like, crazy as shit. So that kind of doesn't help much. I think it was the metal. The metal just got into his bloodstream a little bit, maybe like lead poisoning or something like that. Like maybe cuckoo. I don't know. I mean, there is kind of an irony that like he was right out of his bed to become the king, right? For a rule he really didn't give a shit about in either direction. They all wanted him to rule, right? Like they all pulled all these strings just to get him to be king, just to kill him in the end. Yeah. Like that is the most. And he didn't even want it. Like, for real, I, I didn't, didn't want, want it. it. <laughs> like, I don't want I don't want it. 
Yeah, he didn't want it, dude, at all. If I was in his position, you'd have to. You know, like, you would have to be like, yeah, you're right. She will probably murder my whole family if I don't do something, I guess. I guess that's something, right? Like, she'd probably kill me if I, you know, kneel or not. I can understand being a little fearful for your life there. But they went through, like, hoops and leaps and bounds and, like, you know, shut door meetings and lies and... Uh, Corpses laying out for the a week. Court. Yeah. Yeah, oppress the court from going anywhere, like total lockdown, just to make him king, and just for someone of his own staff in the end to just Dooman. Yeah. Off. Yeah. <laughs> That's when I just for someone to be like, men ain't shit. Exactly. I can't wait to see who does it. Who would it be? So at the time That's the thing. I don't know. There's so many people it could be that I couldn't even pinpoint who my like top suspect would be. It's because like everybody doesn't like him. Except the only person I know who wasn't was a Craig and Stark because he was very offended by it. But everybody else is on the list. I I can't rule anyone out. It was probably Clubfoot. Let's be real. It, most likely, I can. I it, in my mind, it gives me like um epilogue with Kevin Lannister and Varys. Mm-hmm. When he's just like yeah. sitting here telling him his evil plan as he's like laying there dying, it's giving me that vibes. That is perfect. And even with that, it kind of makes me think. Of that same camp, it makes me think about Varys and Illyrio and Aegon Blackfire right now, or Aegon Six, we should say, right? Um, Aegon from the main series, like, Kevin is killed and being told about how Aegon is really the true motherfucker in Westeros. And Aegon too is being killed, being told, aha, your life was nothing but being a pawn after all. Enjoy that shit. (laughs) That would be really a great... Yeah. One of, I mean, one of the 22 men did it, right? Somebody. Which is, that's a lot of stuff. You're going to have to have like a board, a bunch of strings on it. You know, it almost does make me wonder if Corlys did do it. Because Corlys was the only one pardoned, right? Yeah. Well, obviously, you can't just fucking kill Corlys Valerian. He's a legend. Exactly. Uh, but he was pardoned. And it does make me think, what if he did it? I would. And it was really a giant thank you. Like, thanks. <laughs> I w- if I were him, I would have did it because it's the man that's like essentially responsible, literally responsible for your wife's death. For the death of like everybody in your family. Well, that too. Like the kids, like, well, I should take that back. Lenor and Lena died before shit like started hitting the fan, even though I'm really. Yeah, natural causes. <laughs> yeah. Well, Lena, 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 we know that, that that one's a good, but like Lenor, I'm a thousand percent positive Damon had Lenor killed. I'm like, I think that they might have like did it what? together. I was like, honestly, Rainier might be like responsible too. Like, I actually mystery I wanted solved yeah. very early on is the truth of Lenor's death because I believe it was the two of them together in cahoots. Yeah, it would be interesting if it's not them, um, and if it was actually someone else trying to conspire for Damon to get closer, right? Ooh. Like, that could be something too, but I do think it was Damon. I don't know if it would have been with Rhaenyra, but it does kind of feel that way, like, especially because they're basically fucking on their their dead lovers slash husband, wife's coffins, right? Yeah. Like, within six months of the death, they're like, well, we're married. It's a little fast for my taste, yeah. but, you know, go off, king and queen. Go off. <laughs> Uh, it does make me feel gross. I hope we get to see Lena and Rhaenyra's relationship because, I like, too. if we don't, what's the point? That makes me just think, okay, so maybe none of it matters. But <laughs> I just hope we get, like, a nice friendship. 
between them. Yeah, definitely. And it looks like um, I saw a photo earlier. I want to say it was today. And they showed a picture of like some of the younger actor actors. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I said that way. I saw that one. And yeah. one of them was a younger Lena. Yeah, it seems there might be three total actors for Lena. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy, right? And I mean, you've gotten three hairstyles for Matt Smith to kind of be able to judge the timeline. Oh my God. Long hair is young. Mid hair is older. Short hair is middle after Stepstones. So My brain has exploded when you said the there there have been three. Yeah, three heads. <laughs> we're definitely getting our council one of one flashback. We're getting it. You see my face? I'm like, we're getting it. We're getting it. Um, be so happy. <laughs> I love the idea of all these flashbacks that we're I getting. Do too. I'm a sucker for a good flashback. That doesn't mean they're gonna be good. Yeah, but I- I'm a sucker for good. Because like, figure flashbacks. in Game of Thrones, we had essentially just like the well, two and a half. It, well, no, three. Season four, we had one in season four from Bran where he sees King's Landing. He sees Cersei. the severe woodiness. Yep. We see the Cersei flashback. And then, season five. And then um, I was thinking of um, the Tower of Joy, so I kind of gave it a 2.5 because mm-hmm. we see it like once and then we see it like continued later. But they didn't utilize a lot of flashbacks. Well, and so what was it? I think it's in the James Hibbard book, but yeah. <laughs> there's like a line where they talk about how they don't want to use those flashbacks. I respect that to an extent. I will say I do respect it because it is like you don't want to lean on that as a storytelling device. However, it's also like when you're that late in the semester and your report card's going to come out, honey, you want to have a grade in general. You know what I mean? Like it's one thing not to lean on it as a device, but you can't really lean on most of that show. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, and with this one where so much of the story depends on events that happened in the past, it's like, you kind of have to go back a bit. Yeah. It's very rich. It's a dense story. I mean, it's even like reading the book is kind of a lot. Oh yeah. Right. Here it is. Here's this from the fire cannot kill a dragon book. This is from chapter one. David Benioff, George created a world so rich you're coming into the story 95% of the way into it. So much happened in the past, like the Targaryen invasion of Westeros, and you need to understand that in order for the current story to make sense. Books have a more elegant way of putting backstory in. On telephone, on telephone, on television, you can either do a flashback or boring exposition. So one of George's first questions to us was, how are you going to let the audience know all this stuff that's so crucial? I don't remember what our answer was. We probably came up with some bullshit. Stares into camera. Um, Literally. But I think that's interesting that like those are the two ways. And they said, no, we can't do that. We cannot choose a flashback. Like originally in the very first one, they had a flashback of Ned's father and brother being killed by the Mad King. Right. So they did have flashbacks and they cut them. Yeah. Oh, there was the one about the children of the forest, too. Oh, yeah, uh, with the, um... I forgot about that one. Give them three. Give yeah. them three. They have a couple. Give them three flashbacks. They a couple. God. They had a couple. Uh, so it's interesting that they really did think about doing flashbacks. I imagine that the, the fuck fest that that pilot episode was, I imagine that dissuaded them from doing too many flashbacks, and they really steered from it. But I wish it hadn't. I really wish it hadn't, because I think a couple of well-placed flashbacks 
And, and not too many. They did a decent job, even though I hate most of their dialogue. I think they suck at dialogue. Like, if you just take the dialogue out of a scene and leave the emotion, they were great. But the dialogue always ruined Game of Thrones for me. And even in dialogue, though, they did do a good job of telling stories, whether it was true or world building or not. That's not the point of it. But they did a good job of looping backstory. And so I'll give them that. But they did work very hard sometimes where they could have worked a little smarter. Yeah. I mean, you had Bran. You had Bran. A whole season of Bran. Literally, you could have just used him as a vehicle for flashbacks. I mean, they did eventually, but like, could use him a little bit more if you needed to. And I think that's what they were afraid of right there. Yeah. It is that, of leaning on it too much. And I get that, but it's the stupidest thing they did. Yeah. I don't know. I hope we get a lot of... I hope we get flashbacks to Aegon's Conquest. You know, you and I were talking about how that. we'd like to see that on a screen. Even if we get flashbacks to it, that would be awesome. Honestly, I would love an Aegon's Conquest animated series. Mm, mm-hmm. I re- yeah. Because I feel like to... I know they have a few that are possibly in development, but I think with this story and especially Aegon's Conquest, it seems like a very higher point in magic. Mm-hmm. Well, even oh, actually, this one has more dragons than that did, so like, eh, it's doable, I guess. Well, then it makes me. I mean, that's the thing is you would have so much, um, you know, so much room for these battles, like the battle over the God's Eye with Damon. That's going to be, oh, gonna be the nice. most expensive battle in the world, but, it, it, and, you know, you can see it in your mind in animation already, so why yeah. not bring it to screen in full? Uh, I mean, that's going to be some Avatar 2 shit, you know? Oh, that when that comes down the line, I'm going to tell you guys this right now. That is probably going to be my favorite episode of the series. Calling it early. <laughs> <laughs> well, beyond that, what are your big moments that you're super excited for to see on a screen? Like, what is... What are the things from the dance that you want to see? I'm really excited to see the Nettles Damon dynamic play out. I really like Nettles. I do like the theory that she's like the um, inspiration for the burned men in the veil. So, like, maybe mm-hmm. if they can kind of show that, like, just as a nod to like book readers and stuff, that'd be cool. Like, her just chilling the mountains of the veil and like, you know, her and Cheap Stale yeah. are burning people and shit and like a little. I mean, obviously, probably I spent too much time on that, but like just allude to it and maybe like an epilogue scene. Make me happy. Yeah, I think we have to get all of, I mean, Eliana and I have been arguing about this, like what are we going to get cut or not? And I could see one or two of the kids getting cut story-wise, like you can cut Mailer, you could cut, um, you know, you can somehow cut through a couple kids if you had to get rid of Darren, if you didn't think there was longevity in the show, Yeah, but... I really, really, I'm excited because I think they're going to show us some of that veil stuff. And I was worried that they would cut nettles in full. That's something Eliana and I have been so worried about. But I personally think you can't. If you I want don't think to you tell can. an effective story and you want to give Damon the complexity, like yes. you, you have to have it. Especially if they do a reveal like she's his kid or something. Oh my God, that would be so fucked. But I would want to see it. But um, with the, their relationship, obviously that kind of leads more towards like Rhaenyra's eventual like spiral. Like she yeah. really starts to lose her shit, especially after the betrayal of the exactly. um, other dragon seeds, which actually is another one I'm excited to see. I hate those douchebags, but I'm excited to see it. <laughs> I know, right? Ulf and Hugh. God. Uh, but I do want to see Adam. I do. I want to see our Valerian boys. And I do think, I don't know, maybe we won't get all the dragon seeds, but I think that's like such an important part 
of what George was trying to emphasize in that book, right? Like, Nettles is a dragon rider, and she has brown hair, brown skin, brown eyes. Like, you don't have to technically be a Targaryen to mount a dragon or be, you know, a a dragon rider of old Valyria. And I think that is something important, like, to bring to the series to kind of... I mean, the whole book is basically just whispering, like, Targaryen exceptionalism isn't great for people. She learned how to tame a dragon. Really quiet. Yeah. Well, super quiet on that end. But, um, oh, what else was I going to say about the, um, the dragon seeds? That I, I feel like you have – I feel hmm, – what worked well with this, like, the a Song of Ice and Fire series and the Game of Thrones itself, the amount of characters – and obviously, there's a lot of death. So, like, letting us get attached to people, kill them off. And, like, I just, like, cycle through my mind how many characters that we saw on screen, even with the, all the cuts that they made. And I'm like, jeez, that's a lot of people still. And then Fire and Blood, I just imagine, like, are they going to add more people? Because I feel like, is it the same amount? Yeah. Like, as now, when I'm thinking about it and, like, how many people die and, like, when they start to die, I'm like... We got to kind of fill those ranks with other people, like a little bit for storytelling. So it's going to be very interesting to see how they do that. And logically, they want to go for like four or five seasons, yeah. which I think I think anything more than five seasons would start to stretch the story personally. Agreed. I think that you can tell a great Dance of the Dragons story. And I think you could probably do it all the way to Aegon Three taking like control. And I think that it would be very important to show that as the last episode of him walking in and basically telling them to fuck off. Because yeah. who had a better story than Aegon Third? Bran. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> who watched their family die in front of them um, oh. through a vicious war? Poor baby. I know. They are truly, like, I mean, they are very similar characters with where they're supposed to be entering the throne in the stories. And I don't know, you have to show Hour of the Wolf. Like, Oh, absolutely. You have to. We need that's, that. That's that's the biggest, like, just the, the, you have the climax, then you have the come down from the climax. And that's what comes after is that and rebuilding with Aegon Three and the firing of his men. Get out of here. I'm boss now. Yeah. I'm 13 and sad. Uh, <laughs> I'm emo boy. The original. <laughs> He's like, I listen to Hawthorne Heights and you can't stop me. <laughs> Honestly, actually, I would love to see that. And if they didn't end it there with him, like, telling everybody essentially, like, fuck off and shit, I would like at least to see, like, his wedding. Mm-hmm. Yes. That'd be fun. I would love, like, I think the, the cattle show would be great. It would be such an expensive, like, in a good way, but it yeah. would be such an expensive, great set to, like, in your last season to have that be one of the climactic episodes. Yeah. Like, truly, it would probably... I mean, that would be towards the end of the last season. You'd have like three or four episodes at the end of the season to finish it off. To be honest, I feel like they're gonna—they also save probably a lot of money in production because I am assuming they're reusing a lot of old sets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I would just—but for... they're making a lot of new ones. Oh, too. yeah, for obviously like the places we haven't been to, which I mm-hmm. like, or even just additional rooms that we haven't seen in some of our, you know, favorite locations, but. To me, it just makes, I, I mean, I like to save money, so I would reuse <laughs> the pre-existing King's Landing Red Keep set if it were me. But if- I mean, I'm going to be honest. I watched this video on Instagram today of just all the production shots that somebody could basically put together. It's like five minutes, and it's like 
a photo a second. And there's a lot of good stuff. Like, it looks like, I mean, I definitely think that we see House Royce is key. Oh, wow. I think in the Vale. Um, yeah. Uh, all the, I mean, Driftmark is gorgeous. Everything for Driftmark is really beautiful. Just the location is gorgeous. And there are a bunch of, like, I don't know, wall sconces that are little seahorses with dragon wings. Ooh. Really cool. Really neat. Which, uh, I mean, even those little details make it feel so fanciful. I mean, remember, you know, all the Lannister stuff after Robert was gone. Yeah. Think of that. It was very fanciful. And even the court when Robert was there was kind of fanciful. I feel like it's going to look really opulent there. Yes. Yes. Very rich. I can't wait to see like the inside of Storm's End. Like for real, for real. (laughs) Storm's End. Storm's End is going to look so crazy. I mean, we saw it what we fake saw it in Game of Thrones. Very, very briefly. briefly. What, like under a gate? Like, ooh. Yeah. I mean, so did we even? I don't think we really even, we didn't see it. we saw it under the gate. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, just wouldn't. Because we didn't get the any of that. Because oh. they cut literally all of that. I wish. I know she's going to be happy that I'm saying this. <laughs> I love MJ. But um, our boy, Sir Courtney Penrose, I'm so mad yeah. that got cut. That would have been so great to watch. Like, I love it. I mean, it would make you care about any of these characters. <laughs> like, any of them. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. Oh. That was in my head the whole time. King Sass. Uh, like, King Sassy Pants. I wish we got that, but. I love the idea of it, like, looking like an actual, like, a huge drum. And I love the round towers, the way it's described. I'm so excited. That's going to be an awesome battle episode. It reminds me of, it reminds me of Star Wars. And you know a lot about Star Wars. I love Star Wars. That's my baby. Uh, <laughs> I actually, it was mad funny. I was reading a Star Wars comic, actually, before we got on this. And you'd have thought I'd been brushing up on some other stuff. Nope. <laughs> nope. It's Star Wars season. Kenobi's on, guys. The finale's coming up. What do you expect from me? But <laughs> Jango Fett versus Obi-Wan Kenobi on Kamino. That battle when he leaves, that's what I imagine Storm's End is with Luke. With Luke. Like, yes, very stormy, chaotic. Oh, that's going to be fun. That's such a good parallel. Yeah, that's what I see when I see Obi-Wan in my head. Fighting that, I that's what I see. Luceris about to fight and die. At. I could see that, especially with like all the Call rain. Forth that storm. Oh, yeah. Sad. Poor boy. Poor boy. Actually, you know what I really just thought of, and I feel like this is a gross oversight by the wardrobe department and makeup and hair. Um, as we all know, our beloved queen that never was Rainies is Baratheon. And it's supposed to have predominantly black hair with like a white streak and not like the white platinum blonde hair that she has because, you know, like to. There was no canon until 2018 when Fire and Blood came out. The seed is strong. More or less thinking of like, isn't this how we justified that the Lannister kids were Lannisters and not Baratheons because they had blonde hair, not black hair, like in that big ass book. <laughs> well, and that's like the entire point of Jon Snow, too. Like yeah. You're literally introduced to it with Jon Snow because the joke that the seed is strong, the Baratheon over Lannister blood is an overarching like joke for Jon yeah. being Lyanna and Rhaegar's. 
And so it is kind of silly. Like, George never specified it, and I think they just, like, didn't want to confuse people further. I think so. That makes sense. Like, Shireen, right? Like, Shireen had, like, dirty blonde hair. Oh, my God. I can't believe I just realized that. You're absolutely right. Like, she was supposed to have dark hair. Like, that was the whole plot. Yeah. So that's even a bigger, like, mistake. (laughs) You have Gendry, and you're, like, parading him around. He looks like Robert because of his dark hair. Don't look at Shireen. Yeah. Don't see her. Don't see her. Looks like her mom, like, which is like not supposed to happen. But yeah, that makes sense. It's a, That's just a me being nitpicky. I'm like, um, guys, especially because she looks really. Eve Best looks really good with dark hair, so it's really disappointing yeah. to me that they did this, especially because of the atrocity that is that wig that they did to her. Oh, that like beehivey looking thing going on. Yeah, I get you're trying to like emulate. She's from a different era, and she has a certain amount of regard and regality, but like. I don't know. It just is a weird, you know, Yeah. not, it doesn't look good. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a bummer. And also like, it looks painful. I'm like, how is it sticking up like that? Like, what are they, what's underneath it? Or like, what are they using? Foam and quilted, probably quilted batting or foam. And for real, that's what I used to do with cosplay stuff. Yeah, that would make sense. You would like take a little bit of quilting and you would actually sew it like beneath the hair and then re-sew the wefts into it oh shit basically to make it look natural like to give yourself remember the bumpets you used to wear <gasps> yeah oh my gosh back in the jersey yeah. day eras yes auntie rainey's has a bumpet in and it does not look good no one has told her yet who's gonna tell her the bumpets are out that is some aught shit she's supposed to go down the shore hang out with Polly d and then it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. GTL, GTL. <laughs> Cabs oh, are here. Dragons are here. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's drift mock time. <laughs> I mean, we have a theory here at Girls Gone Canon that drift mark is Delaware. Uh, George kind of talked about how in Jersey, in Jersey City area, well, Bayonne, where he grew up, yeah. he talked at the Fire and Blood live event that he did about how like. You know, he thought that he was a Targaryen and he was on Dragonstone. That's where what he wrote about Dragonstone on. And I'm like, wait, does that mean that you'd stare across the Delaware at Driftmark? Uh-huh. Also, like, they exact a toll. When you go into Delaware, there's a toll, which pays for, you know, there are no taxes. Uh, if yeah. you want to go out there shopping, I'm just saying, the Burlington out there is fire, I hear. But <laughs> Delaware right there, no taxes, but you pay a toll to get in. And it's like a, you know, 45-minute tour of the place. Little island, it feels like. It's just like Driftmark. Oh, I didn't even think of it that way. And that would make, like, King's Landing, I'd assume, like, New York City. Yeah, a little bit, right? Yeah. That makes sense with the Crownlands uh, unraveling all around it and then the Riverlands kind of being the Midwest next to it. Yeah. I- I'm a New Englander. I'm going to take us as the North. We're going to take that for ourselves. <laughs> i don't know i lived uh close to the wall but not north of it if you really you know michigan the upper and lower peninsula back in the day oh, that's kind of yeah. how i used to look at it and it gets cold over there yeah. used to but you know we've accidentally punched this huge hole in the universe and now it's just leaking <laughs> it's funny you say that i actually was bringing that up earlier with my friends we were talking about like how um winter lately has been very mild up here yeah, there's no winter anymore. It's kind of wild. We haven't had, like, our last serious winter was probably, like, that winter, end of 2014, beginning of 2015. 
That was the last real winter we had, and we had like over a hundred inches of snow that winter. Like that yep, shit, yep. like snow was piled up and like melting into like the summertime. The last bad winter I remember is 2012, 2013. Like that is legit the last real bad one. So I am completely on board with that. I remember a snowstorm where I got to watch the Transformers blow in the sky and it was like green. It was like black water. Not even like I was like, holy shit, wildfires painting the sky. I was actually literally finishing the books at that time. So uh, <laughs> the published books. So I was really excited. I was like, is this happening? Is this it? Oh, God. <laughs> is this what it looks like? <laughs> Davos, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Yeah. And his poor little children's. Oh, speaking of Davos, we're going to get our own Davos, right? I hope we get Oakenfist. We better get Oakenfist. I hope we get all the way to Viserys coming back. That would be good. It's, uh, if they don't show him coming back, at least do like one of those, like, you know, like when movies end, and it's like, it finally wraps up the series. They have like a little blurb about what happened to the people after. Like got a documentary. And it's like mm-hmm. nice little cute montage. And then it's like tragedy struck. And 20 years later when, you know, somebody did some shit. Like, I'm sorry. That was the worst description of the, how those documentaries had. But I was just like for a <laughs> end with like. And then Viserys came back a couple years later. I know you probably wondered what happened to that little boy. You thought he died. He didn't die. He actually came back. But we're not going to show it to you because budgets. But I mean, what if they kept going? What if like we hit season five, they finished Dance of the Dragons. And what if it was so wildly popular, they got to keep going and we flash forward to like, I don't know, they don't even have to do the rest of Egg 3, but what if we flash forward and we get the Baylor stuff and we get, like, a flash forward of Elena and the Maiden Vault girls? That would be fun because, I mean, it is called House of the Dragon. That leaves a little bit of creative liberty, right? It gives you a lot of wiggle room. The Regency of Egg 3 ending there, you can see it cleanly end, like him walking in and being like, shall we fucking begin? That's a great ending for Egg 3 and a great way to, like, close the book, so to speak, on him. And then you could move on. I mean, again, you don't have to show the next couple people or the way there. You could flash. I I think it could work. You can jump. If not, I could see it definitely getting its own, like, spinoff of a spinoff and, like, just continuing from there. I really, I just want to see the Blackbriar Rebellions only because if they have a Duncan Egg story in the work you need like i feel like for obviously for us like we're more aware of like the backstory and everything that kind of leads up to it but i feel like there's too much backstory it's not like robert's rebellion where you can kind of like drop a couple lines here and there like from like the game of thrones series like how they did that and even in the novels they kind of just drop they kind of drop things here and there about robert's rebellion but when you think about that's only a very short period of time Compared to, like, Blackfire Rebellions, that's, like, three different war periods. Yeah. Generations of family and, like, a shit ton of backstory. It's, like... That's a trilogy. Yeah. Oh, hey. Ooh. Ooh. Blackfire 1, Blackfire 2, Blackfire 3, 2 Blackfire, 2 Furious. (laughs) I would love to see that. I was saying... Revving up my dragon. Family. Um, yeah, I was just gonna say family. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> Who'd be the Dom Toretto? <laughs> Dom Toretto. 
Dom Toretto would be like Bittersteel, maybe? Like on that side. Yeah. He seems maybe like the type he seems like the type to be like family. Bittersteel would be good, especially just because of his coloring and because of how buff he is. I also wonder if like I don't know, Bittersteel is like the meaner one, right? Yeah. Blood Raven's the whiny one, and Shira's just hot, so She's so hot. She's so hot. I mean, what are these two even doing, right? Blood Raven had to literally develop like paranormal psychic powers and like become a tree. Shira just had to exist. Yeah, that's it. She's like, I'm just here. Bittersteel I'm cool. was like, <laughs> I'm so sad in love with you. I have to get strong. <laughs> and then you have her <sighs> dorky over here, like, look, magic. <laughs> I think there's a lot in The Great Bastards. I think there's so much good stuff in The Great Bastards. I would love to see that. Like, HBO, make it happen. That's why the dragon seeds, to me, are such, like, a great thing to follow and chase. Especially because the books, the main series, is boasting so much of blood not mattering. Yeah. And, like, bastardry not mattering. And, like, parentage and bloodlines not mattering. You know, like, Tyrion, Jon, Davos... Um, everyone yeah. in the story, really. So that would be so great to actually get echoes of and like follow great bastards. Yeah, I would say even with um House of the Dragon, a lot of that has to do with like bloodline and succession and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. with like um Rhaenyra and her kids essentially being. I feel like if Rhaenyra's kids weren't bastards, like let's be, they're, they're strong kids. Like I, uh, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Those, those are strong boys. We know it. We know it. We know it. We know it. It's cool. It's whatever. Like I feel useless. It happens. But um, wouldn't that be like rivers boys? Yeah, because they are from the river, the Riverlands. Or yeah. wait, are they technically yeah rivers? Yeah, yeah, they would be rivers because they're dad. Or would it be waters because of the crown land? Hmm. Oh, that's a good point. Which one out- outranks what? But that is, like, the the teaser. You have the, the voiceover, right? Yeah. With Corlys. Blood doesn't matter. Names matter. Exactly. Who you were. Yeah, so it kind of gives them, like, a slide. Even though I feel like even with Fire and Blood, like, the book itself, everybody kind of seems to agree, like, mm, their last name might have been Valerion, but mm, were they really? But... Think of Adam Valerian, right? Or, I mean, Adam's grave. At the very end, his brother Alan puts only the word loyal on his tomb. It doesn't matter what his last name was or wasn't, and if he was a bastard or not, and whose bastard he was or not. What mattered was, you know, that he did the right thing by taking on enemy dragon riders to save people's lives. Like, that was a very, very crazy battle. And him and Sea Smoke met it face on. So sad. Which, uh, I know, they deserved better. But I, that's what I'm excited to see because we have to see, like, um, that whole, like, how obviously, like, they would say, like, oh, bastards are, like, bad people, if you will. Or, like, oh, what is it? Like, they have bad blood. I don't know. I forgot the exact terminology they use. It's like a little catchphrase they talk about with, like, bastards being untrustworthy. And yeah. in this series, we get to see that that's not necessarily ca- – well, for everyone, that's not necessarily the case. But for the majority, <laughs> they all seem to be pretty, like, dedicated to their causes and loyal to whatever side that they're on besides, like, two. You have characters being forced to become bastards, right, in Sansa and even Arya. Uh, you have Dorne. You have the bastards of Dorne being powerful and actually being given – a little bit of agency in their lives and in their estate in Dorne and being allowed to do things. 
You have Arrain Waters, Bastard of Driftmark coming up, you know, to power. You have Gendry. You have all these different characters. Wax, hell, you have Wax, yeah. Theon's ex-squire that is helping out with Davos oh, and John. My boo and Maya. All these characters. My, my boo Maya. Yeah, Maya. I love her. She just my I like Maya because she just minds her fucking business and does her job. Like, what a great kid. And she's like very matter of fact. She's like, you know, end of the day. I just got to finish my job and get y'all MRFers across here. So shut up. Follow me across. You're going to be fine. I haven't lost anyone yet. (sighs) Yeah, I love that. Even like Edric Storm. He's young. He could grow to be, you know, less annoying. Yeah. And and who else? You even have like the bastard. You have Joy Hill, the Lannister bastard. Oh, I forgot about. I always thought she might have been Jerry. 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 Yeah, Jerry, she's Tyrion's daughter. Yeah. I'm like, she's a Jerry. <laughs> Tyrion's uncle that he uh, likes. I got lost. <laughs> that guy. Hey, Jerry Lannister. Hey, my guy. Ah. Yeah, Joy is his daughter. Yeah, I actually hope she, like, sticks around. You know, <laughs> I hope she doesn't die. Yeah, and then we get, like, the other shitty, like, um, fray bastards. Yes, that's true. Uh, Walder Rivers, right? Yep. Ramsey, yeah. how the hell do we say Ramsey? Yeah, we have the bad side of these bastards, right? We do have the bad side of yeah. that. But overwhelmingly, like or- overwhelmingly, they're pretty positive kids. No, I do think that otherwise, like, the majority of the bastards that we meet are not bad in book. And I don't know, I think it's a great thing to just, like, unwind, especially also family dynamics. Like, something I really, really, really love is that Corley's quite obviously knew that Laner was not getting, you know, yeah. Rhaenyra pregnant. Like, he didn't care as long as he still had an heir for all of these riches that he went and plundered, right? Like, he wanted a better name for his family, and he doesn't care what that means for family. Like, redefining family. What is that family? Oh, then maybe right? he's Dom Toretto. Takes it back. Let's move it to here. We're in this franchise. <laughs> Besides the Blackfire, the Blackfire franchise, but in the House of the Dragon franchise right now. He's Dom Toretto because it's all about family. He might be Dom Toretto now that you say it because he is all about family. And he like, goes on he- so many movies. Like I could see him having like being a part of like Fast 10. Like it makes sense because he like outlives everybody. <laughs> He's gone on all these adventures, you know. Yeah, Corlys lives for fucking ever. It's actually really ridiculous. You're right. He has a very long life. Which makes me happy. Extremely long. It makes me happy. No, good for him. Yeah, because I I love him. I was like, he's one of my favorite characters, like, in the whole world of Ice and Fire, if you will. I feel like he's a very interesting life that he leads. And I like that he was really accepting of the kids. That's one of my favorite things. I think I really like that about him because he didn't have to be, but he is. Yeah, I mean, it could be a pretty fucking big insult, right, for your kid to be married off to the the royal ruler for the Targaryens, and then for your kid to not get any children from them. Like, what was the point, right? Yeah. And the point is, like, the name, the prestige. And, I mean, truly, they didn't want to do it with each other. I think Rhaenyra may have tried, and he was just like, no, cuties. Yeah. Which I I don't know. I picture Lena saying that she had cooties, but I do. I mean, he's busy. He's busy getting cooties from other places that he wants them from. And she knew that. <laughs> she so knew that. That's the thing is like, I'm so sure that they both 
wanted convenience and did not want to be responsible for having to bang each other's brains out and pretend to be passionate about it, right? Yeah. And I think that's the other part of it. Like, the Targaryens have so many secrets that they held at court and otherwise, and... I feel like everyone is living up to their rule, right? Like, the Lannisters are like, hush, hush, no one can know of our incest relationship. That's something only the Targaryens would be able to get away with. And everyone's just living up to that when it's like they had their own horrible secrets. Exactly. And actually, I'm very interested to see their dynamic play out on screen. Lenora and Rhaenyra. Because it kind of reminds me of um, Marjorie and... Why am I forgetting Stannis and Robert's little brother's name? Renly. <laughs> Renly. Yeah. It reminds me of Renly. Similar. Which is like, I mean, do you want my like brother to come in or something? Or like warm me up? Yeah, it does. It is reminiscent of that. And I also can see, even just in show parallel, like the Sansa Loras, you know, yes. the relationship with, where Loras was very sweet to her, but it was like, oh, darling. Oh, sweetie. I'm very much getting plowed by someone not you smile like <laughs> i guess we're both getting our black blown out tonight babes no, i'm just kidding <laughs> that's <laughs> xoxo that's why i imagine Lenor and rainera like how was your night it was great sis how was yours awesome <laughs> i feel like they were very open with each other about it yeah i would love that if there's one thing rainera did is it's she chased what the cunt wanted you know what i mean like she yeah. followed the cunt yeah. where the cunt wanted her to take it Absolutely. She was not, she followed her passions, her loins. They yeah. were like, yes, 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 yes. And she followed that. And I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I saw the casting for Harwin Strong and. Um, He's all right. Yeah. Pretty, pretty good looking fella. Good source material. Yeah. You know, uh, the muse, the muse, you know, Rhaenyra's like something has to inspire me to continue being a queen. Yeah. Maybe it's man. Maybe it's carved man. <laughs> with chiseled very chiseled jaw that guy yeah no I, I i totally i see it i see why Rhaenyra. i don't blame you i really want so badly to get more of the strong boys like i can't wait until august i want to see the boyos i want to see i guess we might not even see for a long time the grown ones right we might see only the young version yeah I'm curious. I know um, we talked about this on like Direwolf City and like our like last stream that we did on Gray Area's channel, like kind of like pitching like where we think season one timeline, where it might end up. And collectively, we kind of like, at first I was in my like absolutely like, no, like Viserys has to die season one. Like no way, like no way around it. But after we were talking about it further, I'm like, him dying at the top of season two could make a lot of sense as well, just to build up a lot of the backstory intention. Because his reign is rather long, and from the looks of it, it does seem like we're getting in some flashbacks. So, like, to really flesh it out. And I feel like they should make us care for Lenor and Lena, and I don't want their screen time to be rushed either. Yeah, unfortunately, I do think that it's going to be rushed. Like I as far, too. I mean, they're gonna get flashbacks in, but I think Lena dies this season. There's oh yeah, no way around yeah, it. yeah, Lena, because we've like seen her funeral. Like I think Lena or Lena kicked the bucket. Like me, my bigger pitch was I thought Viserys would die probably like episode nine, like the penultimate episode. Kind of like they tend to do that. Like yeah, the big it's dad episode. <gasps> it's Ned's death, season one, yeah. episode nine. They he has to die then. 
yeah. I really do think he will. I, I I don't know. I could see them moving it. Yeah, I like the season two like opening with his death. Like um, I believe it was Mandy. She pitched it and like just the way she like made me visualize. I was like, oh, that would be so beautiful. She's like season two opening with him. Like um, like the opening kind of like a cold opening would be him with like Helena and the grandkids like getting ready to go to bed and then you see like somebody running down the hall and like just kind of be like the king is dead and like that kind of be the opening for season two. Ooh. Which I'm like, I loved that idea. I could see them pulling a real asshole move and doing quite the opposite in that killing him at the very end, the last bit of the episode, but all you see is him dead and nothing else. And then you open with the ravens flying. Ooh. That could be crazy. That would be fun. I think they're going to get it over with yeah, this season, which is good because yeah. Patty Consign has other great jobs he has to do. And I think you might get some other flashbacks with him yeah. moving down the line. I think it's going to be a lot more linear than people are expecting. Zach and I last week from Game of Owns, we discussed that a little. And like, I think we're going to get a lot of flashbacks and I think we might even start young and then have some flash that. forwards. Honestly, I really hope that they're kind of like holding this one to the chest, but I really would love to see a Jaharis cameo if they go that far back. Well, you can see him in the teaser trailer. That's um, what I thought. That, like, um, sitting on the mm-hmm. throne. It looks like there's somebody like sitting yeah. on the throne. And it's totally him. I want it to be him. And I'm like, I guess they don't have to be super nitpicky because if I'm not mistaken, he wasn't actually there. No, absolutely not. It's so not canon and I love it. But I I don't give a shit if I get to see him. So (laughs) make it happen. (laughs) I I mean, I'm not complaining. You can just see that. I mean, that's the thing is these trailers give away so much. It's great. You can just see that. You can see that the, the council at the beginning of the trailer of the teaser trailer that came out a few weeks ago is... The first one is obviously with Viserys, and then you see the second council is definitely not there, and it's at Harrenhal, and it's very different. And they're very smart, though, because they're, like, putting Harrenhal shots together. Like, it's obviously different times at Harrenhal. Yeah. You could tell that the actual room is different in the same different shots of the room that you get with Damon going there versus uh, the council. You can see it's different. It's very clever, but a sharp eye can catch it definitely can catch it like that and like you see lena's funeral it's very sad but it's interesting because if this is what they've put out so far i want to know what i'm like give me the rest yeah and it honestly it kind of gets me because i feel like a lot of shows lately most of their trailers obviously not every show but a lot of shows lately their trailers are like the first three episodes well at least disney i should say disney plus has been doing that I follow a lot of that, of, like, that big teaser trailer that'll always show you what's to come in the season. You can always, like, you can sort with, okay, we haven't seen this yet, but we have seen this, we have seen this, and you can kind of compare the older promotional stuff. And that's something that I, A, I miss it. I used to love doing that with Game of Thrones. You know, like, oh my god, so that puts this here. And now, oh my god, we're back in business, Ara. We're back in business. We're back. My brain has been so excited. I'm just like... I can't wait. Whenever any, like, whenever I literally have notifications on my phone from whenever House of the Dragon official account tweets. Uh, I have it. Uh, I have notifications in the Discord in the different channels for different accounts like that for Hot D. 
Oh, you're smart. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yep. we get them like straight in there so we all can see it at once and freak out together, which is so exciting. Honestly, like when they dropped the trailer, I just so happened to have the day off and I literally <laughs> lost my mind. Like, oh, it just popped up and I was like, <gasps> like, ah! like, it was so great. So great. Which reminds me, I feel like we should have another one coming out really soon because figure we're already midway through June. We only got to August 21st. That is like, we're almost done with June actually. So we're very, we are actually almost two months to the date of the time of this recording. Wow. Yeah. Two hot D's on our screen. That's nuts. So next month we're going to start getting more promotional material then, right? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we get something 4th of July week or right before. Oh, definitely. I'm waiting for the EW James Hibbard excuse. Uh, San Diego Comic Con at the end of July is going to be big too. Because George is going to San Diego this year. He's not. He's going to San Diego Comic Con for oh, House of the Dragon. Oh, they're going to drop some shit. I can't wait. <laughs> so we're going to get a trailer at the end of July is what that means. And Because you know like they used to have like like the themes for like um I want to say like was it season five like a lot of the promo trailer was like the house of black and white yes it unfortunately yes and then like <laughs> yeah and then like um I forgot which season was where it was like I think it was the last season it was just like everybody on the throne and shit like that so I'm like I'm waiting to see what they yes. pick well so we've had the solo shots with the Targaryen yeah. sigil behind them um I mean. We just saw the other day come out Valyrian Steel and another replica. A Blackfire, uh, I saw that. Yup. They made Blackfire, which means Dark Sister is probably coming. Oh, definitely. Let's be real. I hope she's coming. I hope she is. And it looks good. I mean, the Blackfire replica looks good. It's got like two dragon mouths at the hilt facing out. Uh, and it has at the very, very handle, it has a, the red ruby in there, the ruby inside of like a very nice little flirtily patterned handle it's very skinny it's very pointy like matt smith so that's good it'll match <laughs> him you know very skinny and pointy nice uh so we're starting to get that so that means we're gonna get soon more more materials gonna leak of like t-shirts like i've already seen some t-shirts are hitting stores with a big dragon sigil on it mm-hmm. and bit by bit merch is being released so we're going to start getting from like the unofficial where's... stuff and photos of toys and that's stuff. what i was gonna say where's the lego photos at the legos i know i'm like lego where's the always... driftmark lego driftmark lego set actually no seriously where is it no but... really drop it bestie <laughs> yeah i feel like the toys always kind of like Give it away a little early. Where are the Funko? All the Funko Pops are going to be amazing. I'm so excited. I need the Funko Pops. And I don't even like. I love Funko Pops. They're cute. I don't need them. I don't obsess over them. I don't usually buy them for myself. I usually get them in random ways. But I'm a little interested in these ones. I am a little interested in these ones. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. I have like two. Like two. Both gifted to me. Because I know once I, like, open that can of worms, I'm never going to close it. (laughs) Once you realize it's, like, an easy $10 purchase or $20 purchase or $30 purchase just here and there, then you start getting that dopamine hit every time you do it. Then it becomes addictive. It's like, all right, I can't afford this. I can't afford all this. I I, I would be one of those people. So, like, I know myself. I'm self-aware. 
I will be the Funko Pop addict, and next thing you know, you're just going to see like a whole mount of them just piling up behind me one day. Well, so Game of Thrones didn't do any Lego stuff previously, no. right? So they did the custom mini toys, and like the they they worked with Mega Constructs, and McFarlane Toys did some really cool stuff. With I have Game a of Monopoly. Thrones. I have a Game of Thrones Monopoly set. Okay, because I know there's like a chess set too. There's a Monopoly, but there isn't any Lego. So I wonder, is Ooh. this time for them to break into Legos? They should, because imagine just all the castles. Like that's such an easy like go to. Like imagine just having your own model like ride to keep. Well, and so here's the weird thing: Game of Thrones is different because of their licensing. So one of my buddies used to work for Valyrian Steel. He probably still does now that I say that. I haven't talked to him in a while. But he works for Valyrian Steel. And he told me that the way Game of Thrones licensing works, there are so few licenses that they give out for their work. Uh, They do not sell the license for items and for merch and stuff as easily. So they have way fewer licenses than most of your other places so i don't think that there's it looks like mega constructs oh there he is it looks like mega constructs might have the license for this kind of thing for them oh that would make sense because now that i think about it like i like obviously you'll see like clothing like clothing here and there Mm -hmm. a lot of it's unofficial a lot of unofficial Mm -hmm. clothing out there but like hey i'll buy it um it's such a missed opportunity, it in really my opinion. Is. But I guess it's good because I don't want it to be this big, gross, commercialized thing, even though it already is, because uh, it's bad enough. So I don't need it being blown out like that. But at the same time, I'm like, damn, you could sell so many house shirts, like sigil shirts, and people would just buy them. Oh, I know. Like I I'd think buy like, up, like, where is it? I'm like, oh, damn, I moved it. Oh, no, I did it. Like, I have this, like, you guys can't see this, but I'm holding up a Slytherin patch. <laughs> yup, I have that patch. Yeah. I mean, Harry Potter world. Uh, fuck J.K. Rowling, as we've oh, stated before yeah. many times. But, like, fuck her and all, and fuck everything about her. But, God, it sucks, because WB merchandised the fuck out of Harry Potter. Oh, and, yeah. And that's why every single person is like, what Hogwarts house are you on their Tinder? You know what I mean? Like, that's why every person is like, it's so ingrained in culture because they made it such an easy capitalistic grab, which is both parts good and bad. Like, I both want it and hate it. Yeah. I mean, as a Slytherin, I get annoyed (laughs) because sometimes it's very hard to find merch for us because... It is very hard to find merchandise for us as a fellow Slytherin. Gang, I'm just gonna hiss up. <laughs> hiss with me, my sister. Hiss. <laughs> I mean, it could be worse though. It could be like like Hufflepuffs. I feel like there's like nothing for Hufflepuffs and like Ravenclaws. At least like ours, we get like some shit. But like, yeah, because you have like the good or the bad guys. But I will argue. In recent years, they've really pumped that up. Like they really they've care been about the Hufflepuffs now. Yeah, I think that's Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it helps that. So many people are Hufflepuffs, it turns out, they think. Yeah, so, my um, my dad and my stepmom are actually both Hufflepuffs. Damn. I thought maybe I'd get Ravenclaw a few times on that crap, but no. Oh, no. I've been a Slytherin since I read the books at the tender age of eight. And I was like, that was that sick kid. I was like, <laughs> I was like yeah, no, this house seems like the cool house. <laughs> I was like, that Draco really Malfoy's onto too. something. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, Nazism. Jesus. Oh, I just liked his hair. <laughs> I was like, I wanna I want blonde uh, hair like that. Like that sounds cool. <laughs> it's true. It's funny because there's this part of me when I was a kid that was like, I used to think blonde guys were cute when I was younger. And then I was like, or did like all my girlfriends at the time just think the blonde guys weren't cute? And I was like, I'll take those ones. <laughs> I'll take the rejects. <laughs> Probably. I Me is just like, well, I used to have like platinum blonde hair, especially honestly. So I had like gold blonde hair at one point, but then I went like platinum blonde. And I blame a lot of that on like a combination of Daenerys and like the mouth voice. Amazing. Yes. Yeah, like whenever I would get my hair done, I would always like when my roots would get touched up, I'd post like a picture of Daenerys or like a gif. <laughs> oh my, I had the like, the platinum 2013. <laughs> I was platinum, actually. I was platinum in 2013. So I really respect that. <laughs> Everything was Daenerys quotes in my like Instagram captions. Honestly, like actually like for my wedding, for my hair, I did a Daenerys hairstyle. Amazing. I was like, Amazing. this one. Make it happen. <laughs> Add and, a braid. Yeah, honestly, speaking of hairstyles, I want that, like, I don't know how I would do it and what the occasion would be, but Rhaenyra's, like, braided crown hairstyle from the trailer, where oh, she's I like, I want it so bad. I don't have an occasion for it, but I will figure it out. But I want to do my hair like that. <sighs> I really want more of the costuming and the hair. A, I want them to make up for what they've done to Rainies to me. Uh, yes. That I would, I would require that to be made up to me by the end of the show. Thank you very much. Uh, but that said, I can't wait to see other hair, uh, especially some of the textured hair. I'm excited to see what different styles they are creative Ooh, with with that. With the Valerians, I think that's awesome. Some of the hairstyles for the different female Valerians I'm seeing is, have been really great so far, even just background characters. Also that like, big respect for world building that we're not only seeing the valerians and then seeing people that look similar to them in the background showing like this is who lives here this is their family this is them that's awesome oh i agree which i'm super excited to see because part of me is like oh i'm about to be lena um i'm like I, i'm like i can go back i <laughs> and then you're like, I'm gonna die. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I can die. But like, oh, that'd be a nice, fun cosplay. I can like, dye my curls back to being platinum. I'm like, I'm gonna figure it out. Probably not. Oh, I'm not no. gonna, my oh, hair no. will probably like, my hair will like die if I did that. It would probably like, stop. You just got back to normal. Please cut it out. That's why my hair's so long now because I quit dyeing it, bleaching it, ruining it, and I've just let it go for four years and like just only dye it the same color and. I think there's going to be a baby boom of Daenerys blonde hair again out there. I, th I think everybody oh, yeah. in the pandemic especially has gone more natural or back to their roots or darker because of fatigue, exhaustion, depression. I think we're going to see another Targaryen hair baby boom. I think so as well. I think it's def – oh my gosh. I cannot wait to see it because it, like even my brain is just like – I kind of want to go back. I'm going to watch the show, and if you guys see me pop up with platinum blonde hair, just mind your business. <laughs> can let Look me the other live. way. Mind your own business. <laughs> mind your business and let me live and let me be happy and let me pretend I'm a Valerian, all right? Like, I want to pretend Corliss is my dad and Rainey's is my mom, and that's just my <laughs> headcanon, and no one's going to change it. <laughs> I have really bad news to what happens to most of your siblings and Aww. your mom. And oh, no. <laughs> No. Any way you skin this cat, it's not going so well. You know Papa. what I mean? 
<laughs> At least Papa's okay. Uh, I don't know what... I'm excited for the costumes on top of the hair. Like, I'm oh, excited yeah. for some of these hair looks, but the costumes. I want some turquoise, teal, you know, Me and too. gray Valerian gowns. Oh, man. There's so many great female presenting characters, too, right? That we're going to yeah. get so much different fashion. Like, I've already seen... There was some production picture of a woman in like a purple gown that it almost looks veilish. Ooh. Like she's got kind of, you know, Robert Aaron had that that kind of long sleeve, the veil sleeves. Yeah. On his outfit, that kind of look, but with a gown and it was purple. So it made me think it could even be a Royce gown, but it, it made me think a little bit. Like I'm like, ooh, is that veil style? And I want that back. I want world building back for that, right? Yeah. Like, that- that's exciting. Like the different hairs by the different regions and like, I, oh man, it's like Masaria's costuming I've been in love with, like the, oh, it yeah. makes her almost look like a tree. Like I know they call it like the white worm, but she like almost looks like a werewood a little bit. If her hair was red, I'd like, like pass out if it were like that, but obviously it's not. But it just- That looks- cloak, the cloak has literal, like it looks like weirwood veins on it. Yes, I love that look. And it just- costuming just looks so great or um i think it's like her collar going back to that like yeah. kind of like um scene with the rainera where they're like kind of like essentially like swearing fealty to her but um first person i saw point out on twitter was like diego but it had like um the different sigils for the different houses yeah. around her collar like that kind of detailing i'm so excited to see again well and it's something so simple as like i really didn't think about it in my stupid two brain cells i didn't rub them together enough to think that she missaria would be dressed in all white like i did put that together in my feeble little peanut brain however now as i think about it i'm like oh yeah the white worm and it's so imposing compared to melisandra the shadow binders we've met before you know the outfits they wear of all red or, or dark colors so having kind of this mythical person this person with magical qualities show up and she's wearing all white she's oh, a gandalf very, sick. very exactly it's very gandalfy and even that collar that like her collar that she has in the outfit she wears this like elaborate collar that almost looks like scales like dragon scales with like silver beads on it and i find that interesting that she's wearing a metal collar almost yeah. like makes me wonder if we'll get into some backstory for her of where she came from if we have those melisandre parallels and if that collar has more meaning um oh that'd be fun yeah very interested i'm actually excited to see the armor like it looks like we're gonna get a lot of like dragon riding armor like i want to see the dragons like saddled up i want to see the armor on them like i i can't wait to just like i'm just like picturing like rainies and like this badass like dragon inspired armor outfit like i'm getting like azula avatar the last airbender like in my mind vibes but like like oh. that and like melees with like a fucking saddle and, like a war helmet or some weird shit like i cannot wait <laughs> to see that kind of stuff it's especially like i always think of daenerys's jewelry and how it was always like very beautiful ornate and there was like different dragon inspired ones like she has a one mm-hmm. where it's like it kind of looks like the dragon eating its own tail almost yes yeah the like, necklace with the her necklace. white dress that she wears yeah yes like i'm uh, excited to see the different jewelry that they incorporate as well like i think it's gonna look so good i think it's really exciting and something daenerys costuming uh just from a costuming perspective like 
they would do different scales, different like puckering of thread to to make scales. Like her mockingbird outfit that was a cutout uh, like bikini top with the cutout mill with the skirt. And it was that, that bluish color. It was yeah. very beautiful. But she had like the scales, the puckering, the ruching that, that was done on it. And I always thought that was very clever. And it's so exciting to have something like you have so many Targaryens and Dragon Riders. So now you can have different sorts of textures and textiles that you're using in these costumes and sets to evoke that. Like Damon in, in the trailer, his armor actually has some really cool different scale textures. Like part of it is one texture and it's scaly. And then there's another texture that's also scaly, but it's like shiny and finer and mixing these different textiles and it kind of like you were saying very ornate what Daenerys did and very subtle and the different details that very much showed her connection with her heritage she was never able to be close to it right she had to make herself that heritage and create that heritage for herself alone out there where they've been basking in it they have laid around in their own Targaryen stink for like fucking decades here okay and they a cool century of like yeah of just doing shit nothing but also shit and like dragon riding and fighting and fucking and they have it down they're already in the dragon era so there's just gonna be like really casual dragon references on everything you see yeah and it's gonna i can't wait to see that it's gonna be so awesome to watch that and um just getting like more of the houses i miss seeing like the different houses like, more so, like, in the beginning of the show where you kind of had, obviously, like, with Game of Thrones, beginning of the show, we had, like, a larger cast because people died. Um, <laughs> but, like, we got to see a little bit more. There was, like, more travel. They didn't kind of, con- like, how, like, in the later seasons, like, they really condensed the storyline. It was very minimal locations we were going to. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm really excited to get immersed back in the world. And we're going to see the Stepstones for the first time, like, on screen. So, like, that's going to be exciting. Like... All these like new locations that we've had referenced, but being able to see it on the screen, it's going to be so great. Yeah, I'm really excited for a lot of the old, but I'm also really excited for a lot of the new, like the Stepstones. And I think that's going to take up a lot of that first season. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think the first like the first half of that first season, that's going to be a really big plot. Oh, I know. Like a lot of like um, young Damon, like that's going to be fun to see him being like a total douche. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, when does he stop? Question. Never, <laughs> never. <laughs> but I, I can't wait to see it in like, like the dragon pit whenever that pops up. Like, oh, but because like, figure we saw dragon pit while it was ruined. So being able to go back and see it when it's like, and it's for glory. the damage and its glory and its height with all the, oh, it's gonna be so nice to see those like oh. contrasts. Yeah, and then we're going to watch them kill all the dragons, and that's going to be fun. <laughs> Yay! Oh, actually, I just realized the Great Sept isn't built yet, obviously, so that's going to be interesting to see, like, obviously we saw what it looked like post-Sept. Um, <laughs> the boom, good boom. Sept. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom, Cersei. But um, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what that, like, because I'm so used to, like, that King's Landing, like, skyline, if you will, with the Sept, even when they blew up the Sept, I'm, my brain still has it there. So being yeah. able to, like, see it before that, like, for reals before that, not with, like, a big crater in the ground. Like, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're going to see King's Landing before, and then we can take some shots of it after. <laughs> Yay. But. I'm excited. I, uh, I'm excited to 
Come back to listen to some Dire Wolf City when you guys are going strong on Hot D this summer. I don't think, I don't know, we don't really have big plans to cover it. We're letting all you big people do it. And we're just going to come hang out with everybody who's doing it. It's kind yeah. of our goal. So we're, this is not official announcement, guys, so take this with a grain of salt. <laughs> um, but we are most likely going to be doing like reviews and like our little after show on monday nights so the day after the episode has aired mm-hmm. just to allow you know um obviously we have the different time zones and stuff like that we do have some viewers in you know like europe yeah. and other places where they don't see it when we see it they get it kind of like a little bit later also gives us time yeah it gives us time to actually like really comb through the episode get all those little missable details that we might have overlooked on a first watch so kind of like how we did for Euphoria, okay. we're going to do it the next day so we can really yeah. go rewatch and like catch all those little fine details. Some digestion and then get into it. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, yeah. so we will make sure to link below uh, your YouTube channel as well as Gray's channel just so everybody has it in case because I know once in a while you guys flop from which place you're on, but everyone has to subscribe to both so that you are yes. ready and prepared for your Monday nights after August 21st. August 22nd and on. Yes, uh, August 22nd, time pending. But yes, we're definitely going to be doing Mondays. I know that's like, I know I said take it with a grain of salt, but like don't take it that much with a grain of salt. It's, it's happening. It's Mondays. <laughs> time pending, but it's Mondays. <laughs> it's Mondays. Uh, well, thank you so much for hanging out with me tonight. I had a really good time just chit-chatting about Hot D. And I guess closing remarks, closing hopes, closing thoughts and wishes? Um, Besides the fact that we're literally like, t- it dawned on me while we were talking about it that we're about two months away. It's like really, really exciting me. Like I'm, I'm like <laughs> I know, shaking. I've got the hype. I've got the hype. <laughs> the hype's taking over. But um, I'm just really ready to see this show. And I just want to say- Let's keep the discourse civil because there are going to be a lot of sensitive topics with this show, a lot of um, dead children, dead children. There's some grooming going on between an uncle and a niece, some, you know, incest and like other murders and murder. Well, you know, keep it civil because you can't yeah. spell civil war without civil, you guys. Exactly. Just leave the civil war on the screen and not in the comments. Oh, I can't wait for Twitter. Oh, God, it's going to be f- fucking awful like, <laughs> in the best and worst of ways. But yeah, also Team Black. I am Team Black. I just want everybody to know that. If you didn't know that, now you know Rhaenyra, the rightful heir, our true queen. Yeah, Absolutely. God damn, and hell yeah. Also, fuck Sir Otto Hightower. Would like... Fuck Sir Otto Hightower. I... On behalf of everyone in the story, whether we're talking Alicent, Rhaenyra, Viserys, fuck Otto Hightower. Yeah, because all of this could have been avoided. Actually, I have stronger thoughts on that. I think all of this could have been avoided if Jaehaerys listened to Alicent and just gave, you know, Rhaenys her mm-hmm. rights back in the day. But... Story for another That's day. <laughs> another episode. That is another yes. episode with us. Yes. Tell everyone at home where they can find you online, oh, Miss. Yes, you can find me on all the socials at I Eat Zebra. That's all one word. Yes, I know it's weird, but it is. That's me. 
Hi. That's her. That's <laughs> I her. I eat hi. That's me. But yeah, um, yeah, that's about it. I'm like literally everywhere. The only place I don't really go on that I have is Snapchat and have the app, haven't opened it in months, but. I feel like it's over. It's over. You know, there's the gram, yeah. there's the Twitter. Yep. There's the YouTubes. Like I'm, I'm all over there. Well, follow Ara there. And thank you so much, Ara, for coming on again. We will be back in July with the Song of Ice and Fire episodes. Eliana is still uh, carousing through the lands. She is elsewhere. She's not here. She's not in Eliana time zone in ET. You will not find her there. Do not look for her. Uh, Eliana standard time. (laughs) Yeah, Eliana standard time is not happening. There is no standard Eliana time right now. She's not in that time zone. Wherever she is, it is Eliana standard time. But she will be back, hopefully with us, in July. And for patrons at home, our patron monthly episode will be out towards the end of the month before July 1st. We will have that out for you. It is to be announced. We do think we have found an idea, an idea of something beautiful to bring you. So keep your ears slash eyes peeled on the medias, and we'll be back with you soon. Thanks so much, folks.